felt good getting back to the roots of the show. And we had new people here that I'd never seen before. Express his, his name's Chris Moxley. He's been on the show for months. I don't <laughs> I was gonna say, jeez. Express 98 and Brian Thomas. I don't know if they're still around. Brian, we're gonna get to your question. I would like to know how you guys found out about us because I've not seen your names <clears throat> in the chat before. Usually the only people we get to watch the show work for the company. That's that's about mm. as as good as we can do as far as an audience. So if you could let me let us know how you uh how you heard about us, I'd really appreciate it. Um Brian had a question, and I this is a good question. He said, if we have time, would love to hear your opinion on Luther Burden versus the other 25 receivers like Evan Stewart. We've talked about this before. I have Evan Stewart as my number one wide receiver in that class because until Luther Burden does something beyond three yards beyond the line of scrimmage, I'm not going to be – he feels very, very much like LaVisca Chenault right now, like more athlete than wide receiver. On the other hand, Evan Stewart is extremely, extremely polished. Um, and I think that he could turn into, you know, I don't want to say an Antonio Brown type, but he like he has the polish to be, you know – to, to become an elite route runner uh, at the next level, even, even in the next uh, two years at Texas a and So I know that Luther Burden is this size, speed, athletic specimen, but he's either got to transfer or they got to figure out, I need to see him do stuff more stuff down the field. That's that's just me. That's how I feel on those two. But I mean, they're one, I mean, I have Luther Burden second in the class. I don't have him like 10th or something like that. I just have, I just prefer Evan Stewart. Barry and Brown or Luther Burden. I mean, this is the thing I would probably to choose between the two. I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I would choose Barry and Brown. I would choose Barry. Like we know that at the very least, Barry and Brown is going to get drafted on his kick return ability. At the very least, at the very least, like he's established that already. But he's, he's, I think he's going to be more than that. If I had to choose right now, I'd choose Barry and Brown. I probably need to go look at my rankings and make that switch if I have Luther Burden ahead of uh, Barry and Brown. Austin's the number one Barry and Brown guy. Where, where are you at? But he has, Lu- he has Luther Burden as the number one wide receiver in the class, though. Still? Burden one, Brown two. So <laughs> where's Stewart? Four. Who's three? Antonio, Antonio Williams, Williams is Williams. better than Antonio Evan Stewart. Williams. I will preach this until we hit the draft day. I'd rather have Antonio Williams than Luther Burden. I just can't knock Burden right now because he doesn't have a quarterback. Like I, I, I think. If, what about if what he, Dominic Dominic Lovett was doing? Yeah. True. I mean, I guess that's fair. I just, I, I really think like if Luther Burden was at Kentucky and not Barry and Brown, we would have seen the same season at Luther Burden personally. Maybe not the kick returning side of things, but I, I think yeah. we still see the same like wide receiving stuff. So I can't knock him for that. I just, I can't. Like he's still my number one. He was number one coming in for a reason. I think the only player that probably proved to us more than we thought was going to be Evan Stewart having the season that he did. I don't know if we expected him to be that good, especially in Jimbo Fisher's offense. The only player I think, that, at least in my opinion, that has an argument to be over him is Barry and Brown because of what he did. Outside of that, I'm still keeping Bird in there because everybody's going to drop him. And I, I know this is projection, but that's kind of what we do. 
if Missouri gets a decent quarterback, if all of a sudden Luther Burden goes out there and has a really great year, everybody's going to bump Luther Burden back up over Evan Stewart because he's the better wide receiver. So there, to me, it makes no sense to drop or to drop. Who's uh, the him better wide receiver? Luther, Luther Burden. Burden. Is? I think Burden's the better wide receiver than Evan Stewart. I have him three. I have him ahead of Antonio Williams, but it's Burden, Brown, Stewart, Williams for me right now. And they're I, all. In I don't my know how I actually, I actually also have. I actually also have Matthew Golden. I have all four of those guys back. Yeah, I have Matthew Golden at eighteen. I have I have Brown, Williams, Stewart, Golden in my like total rankings. Four of them back to back to back to back. How far down are they for you? Like they're all in my top twenty. They're like they're like twelve through fifteen or something for me. And I haven't started taking out like I'm sure one of a couple of the guys in front of them have already. Yeah, I've got Downs and all those guys. Yeah, Downs, Johnston, JSN, like those guys. They'll they'll bump up just just by nature of that. Yeah, they're all gonna. Well, a couple of them are gonna be in my top ten. I have them all back to back. I just moved Barry and Brown ahead of Luther Burden, but but Evan Stewart, Luther Burden, and Antonio Williams were all right next to each other between uh, between nine and. 12 and then i have matthew golden at 16 then adam randall i mean i i got adam randall down at 23 i, I think we still need to yeah my if he's going to be healthy and mm-hmm. after antonio williams out. it's yeah. it's it's tetan for me he's the only other freshman wide receiver i have pretty high i just tried to trade for him and could not and could I'm not pull 26. him away from wait you I said tetaro mcmillan yeah, I have him at 26. Yeah. He's my next highest wide receiver. After, like, it goes, I actually right. I have Golden ahead of Antonio Williams, and then uh, Ted is my six at 27. I would like to have some Ted. I don't know why we're calling him Ted. Because I, I am horrible at pr- pronouncing names. And I, I, Ted Aroa is like not that hard sh- to pronounce. Ted Aroa? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess not. I don't know. I still can't get DJ's name right. So, so I'm still All not right. sold on Ted as a, like a legitimate NFL guy. Okay. Like, I don't know how good of an actual receiver he is. To, um, like, a very high-volume pass attack. And he basically was winning jump balls, which we know he can do. Like, it's the same thing with mm-hmm. Dane Key. Like, I bumped Dane Key up just by nature of him being on the field a little bit. But, like, do I mm-hmm. think either of them are going to be, like, legitimate, consistent fantasy options in the NFL? Probably not. I don't think either of them are that kind of player. So, like, they're in do the same bucket as, like, an Adonai Mitchell or... You know, some of these other guys that are that are kind of just one dimensional. Do you think Jamison Williams is a good comp for Barry and Brown? Yeah, I, I called him tall Jalen Waddle coming out of high school, but I do think Jamison could be uh because he the, the thing that separates some of these really fast guys is that they just have like insane body control at that speed, so they can still like you know Jamison yeah. Williams does like stop and start quickly and like not be like flailing around like an idiot. And I think Barry and Brown definitely has that kind of. Uh, ability. He's he's good. All right. Darren asks, um, which productive G5 guy are you most worried about transferring up and not performing for C2C? So I'm, you know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the uh, the Kent State guys, but I don't know that they're going to transfer up. Like, who's a G5 guy? Austin Reed is probably at the front of that list. So Yeah, I'll be interested to see where he goes. I don't – I'm curious with Austin Reed because the first person I heard this from was Matt Waldman when I was listening to you two talk. That was probably four, two, three episodes ago 
We're right at the end of the episode. Waldman dropped this whole, like, uh, I believe he said it was like a guy in the NFL circle. Somebody asked him, yeah. Said that they thought Austin Reed was intriguing. Cover three brought up today that they think he's got a shot to be an NFL guy too. And they typically don't say that about guys like that. They just don't think have any shot. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch a lot of Western Kentucky this year, so I don't know how good he is or isn't. I think he could end up getting a P5 job. And if he does, I think he might be fine. I just, I mean, we just saw Bailey Zappi get drafted from that program. I don't know why he can't stay. It's not like he's going to go day two. I think he think I think that he I think he thinks that he can. Bailey Zappi's better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm trying to think of some other G five. I talked about uh, this a little on campus oh. life this week. Like, is he self aware enough to realize that and go to just a school that's bigger than his with a very similar system, or does he try to go outside that box and prove that he's not just like an air raid guy? Because like, like our CFF team is like all in on Garrett Green at West Virginia next year. I think he'd be a great fit with Graham Harrell. It's a, it's a bigger school, just him better to conference, playing better competition. Louisville would be interesting. It's not quite air raidish like Texas Tech, like some of the other schools that kind of run these more wide Tech, open systems. I, could he do that? Could he be the bridge oh, guy at Tennessee next year if they don't actually believe in Joe Milton? Like there are a lot of places that I think with one year of eligibility, he's very intriguing for a team as kind of a bridge. I was gonna say Colorado. I actually think. Um... Sean Lewis is oh he can't like, be in Colorado. I know. I there's th- a I th- man, there's a mandate there. There's <sighs> man. I think his beard and shoe would be so good for for him. He brought his Louis Vuitton with him. He's I got, not he's not bringing Austin Reed in there to do that. I got a couple guys that I I am a little worried about. Um, Tyrese Chambers, FIU. He's been pretty good for your CFF teams. Not really sure what his role is going to be at the next level. Uh, I wonder about Jimmy Horn. I think Jimmy Horn, USF wide receiver, is pretty good. But I don't know that he's more of like a, um, like a role player in a, in like a power five offense. I wonder about that. Um, who's the other one? Jimmy Horn is rumored to be going to A and M. Just to toss this out there, this what? is the exact same thing as Taj Washington, the USC, a couple seasons ago. Same exact <laughs> thing is going to happen to him if he goes to A and M. Do not do that, Jimmy Horn. If you listen to the show, do not do that. Do not do. Please do not do that. Uh, who's the other one I had? Oh, Brett Gabbert. Miami. Um, I think Carson Steele falls in a very similar bucket. Like a lot of these Matt guys moving up. I actually think Dante Sevis might be all right. I think that Devontae Walker might be all right, but I don't know. Grant DuBose, Charlotte wide receiver. Like I find it a lot easier to find players. I don't think you're going to do well than players. I do think are going to do well. I worry about every single transfer up literally every single one. Mikey King. He goes power five. Probably not, right? Wait, Mikey uh, no. Keene entered the transfer portal. Does that mean that yeah. Thomas Castellanos is the backup now? Yeah, yes. probably. Yeah, he played last week. Did you see him? Yeah, he looked I terrible. Saw him passing. Yeah, I was say he looked terrible, but he <laughs> Thomas did Castellanos yeah. looked passing. I saw him at the yeah. end of the season. He had like a sixty-yard touchdown run. Yeah, which was kind of restrained. He looked terrible passing. All right, let me go see. Check on my boy. I got. I got to go watch it back to that game then. Did you see? Uh... Giovanni McCoy won the Jerry Rice Award. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was announced. I feel like that was announced last week. I know Alfred just tagged me in it. He has not. I hadn't seen announced. it either. So I watched a game of his. I think it was Sacramento State. And it was shot. It was shot in a in not like the TV broadcast way. It was shot in a uh, more uh, 
I don't know how to describe it. I know what you're talking about because I've seen like, the I've seen the game. Um, it's yeah, like, it's it was like, not shot professionally. Like you could and, only see like 20 yards of the field at a time. It felt like. <laughs> yes, it but it was closer to the field. Yes, and being closer to the field, I was like, this guy's like he didn't have like a whole lot of velocity on his throw. Like it didn't. Oh, now looked, you're off the Giovanni McCoy. Train. I'm not off of it. I'm not off of it. It's just that he did not look as impressive when my eyes were closer to the the field by virtue of the way they shot that game. And I was just like, mm. so, but I still think he's a good player, but you know, they, he hasn't announced that he's entering the transfer portal. He was the better quarterback in that early uh, Washington, Washington state. state game. Yeah, he was uh, Idaho game. He was he the should, better quarterback. I mean, he's, he's very tiny. Like he's not a big dude. I mean, Drake May is tiny. Bryce Young is tiny. Drake, Those what? Are, Drake May is like, like six, six five. five. Drake May is six five, but he is he's skinny, thin. I thought, yeah, yes. Oh, so is Kate Klubnik, who's like a yeah, a fucking sorry, a effing um, like like stick from Bugs Life, you know? Giovanni McCoy is Slim, a, playing at the FCS level at uh, Idaho. He is a redshirt freshman. He just won the Jerry Rice Award, which is given to, I guess they just give it to whoever's classified as a freshman because he's a second-year yeah. player. Top freshman in the country. Not like first year. <laughs> but uh, uh, Cam, Cam Ward won the same the same award, though. So it's not, you know, it has some – it's got some good history to it. So Anytime that you're the best freshman in the country, yeah. like, definitely counts for something. Wait a minute. So Thomas Castellanos – yeah, only on. completed 25% of his passes and had seven <laughs> seven attempts for negative eight yards. He was te- he was terrible. I watched the game because I had too late. Play? Why did he uh, play? JRP was a little banged up, and it, the game was kind of getting out of hand. Where was Mikey Keene? He said he wasn't going to play because he didn't want to burn his red shirt. Yeah, he said, I'm not playing. He basically, he, he didn't like say that out loud, but he basically said that. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, good for good for him. Yeah. Oh, well, against wanna... Temple, against Temple, Thomas Castellanos went six for six for sixty yards, had three carries for eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. So they they were up by seventy in that game, by the way. Yes, they were. Or uh, sixty. <laughs> so that game really sure ended almost try was up. Yeah, um, you want to hear who's won the Jerry Rice Award in the last since two thousand eleven? Hold on, hold on. So this is FCS. FCS. So I know Cam Ward won it. He did. He last, won it in 2020. Last. Um, FCS, FCS. Shadur Sanders won it in 2021. Did Trey Lance win it? He did. 2019. Trey Lance won it. Um, FCS, FCS. It's a good list, Go actually. Go ahead. It is uh, a good list. 2018 to 2016, I don't recognize any of those names. AJ Hines. Bryson Armstrong, Josh Davis, don't don't know them. Case Cookus, I don't know if you remember him, North, Northern Arizona quarterback. Uh, he's actually in the NFL on a on a practice squad, or he just called up to fifty three man roster. I think he was on a fifty three man roster this Sunday. Chase Edmonds won in twenty fourteen. Yes, Fordham. Cooper Cooper Cup won in twenty thirteen. Mm. John Robertson 20, 2012, twenty uh, twelve, quarterback, and Terrence West in two thousand eleven. That's a pretty good Terrence list of players. West. Remember that stable of running backs for the for the uh, Browns? 
It was Terrence West, Isaiah Crowell. Yep. And I'm, there's a third one that I'm forgetting. Uh, Isaiah Crowell was Isaiah Crowell the number one running back in his class? I think he was like drafted. He, no, no, like ranking no, wise, yeah, because he originally went, uh, to he went to Georgia. He he went to Georgia. I'm gonna look him up right now. Let's see. He went to Georgia, then got in trouble. Then he went to Alabama State, the same school that um. Oh shoot! Who there's somebody? There was another uh, prolific player that went to Alabama State to rehab. Um, let's see, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, he was the number one running back in the class in 2011. 2011, number one running back. Huh. Would have, uh, I was going to say, I would never guess that, but I was not following. I remember it because I was there. I guess 2011, 2011 would have been my third year at Grand Valley. Third? No, no. I would have been in law school in 2011. <sighs> yeah, I do remember. Isaiah Crowell had a pretty good season. A good, pretty good career. He had a couple good seasons. Yeah. Hold on, let's see here. That was Terrence West, Isaiah Crowell, Ben Tate was the third guy. Ben Tate. Ben Tate. Ben Tate shared the backfield with um, was it Arian Foster, Foster in Houston. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He he also was at was he at LSU with Spencer Ware? Am I am I thinking somebody else? Um, Are you went to Auburn? Now I don't rem- now I don't remember. Where is Mike? Mike, this is Mike's job. Isaiah Crowell ran for nearly a thousand yards in 2016. And 2016, he also had 52 catches for 319 yards. So he had to be like a RB two at least. That might be RB one numbers. Let's see how yeah, many he touchdowns had, he, had he had. That one good season. You know who was the 24? Touch- I was gonna say, you know who the 2014 Cleveland Browns offense coordinator is? Kyle uh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget yep. that. That was a Johnny Kyle Man. Shanahan. He he had the Johnny Manziel play. Well. Uh, so I've heard Joe Thomas talk about that time and how different Kyle Shanahan was. Yep. From uh, everybody else in the staff. Oh, not just him. You listen to him talk about just Kyle how Shanahan. Smart he was. If you listen to um oh, dang it, what's his name? Uh Andrew Hawkins, uh the the smaller wide receiver played for the Bengals and the Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you listen yes. to him talk about his respect for Mike McDaniel, like he had uh, he went back and like searched it a while back. Like he put out a Twitter post, like I'm talking like a decade ago when Mike McDaniel first got into coaching, all that other stuff. Whenever he left the Browns, he's like, dude, this dude's gonna be an amazing head coach one day, which is how smart he is about football. Like he loved that guy. That that's Darren, cool. Darren asks, other than yeah. uh Keishon Butte, which Debbie prospects were you most surprised returned to school? I don't know that I've seen another like shocking thing. I thought that Michael Penix Jr. was a date like kind of locked in day two. I don't think that he has a day one ceiling. Um, I don't think that is, but maybe if he, I mean, this is his first season that he played 12 games. Yep. Um, yeah, he had never played. So more maybe than if he six. plays, what'd you say? He had never played more than six until this year. It was always like so that. 2020, game. he beat, he, he beat Penn State. He took Ohio State to the wire. And uh, and then and then went out that the rest of that game, but I, I think Michael Penix Jr. is there. I, I guess I think he needs Bo to play Nix is going to return. 
At least I think he yeah, will. That might surprise like people. It, he's already said he's going to play in the bowl game. I don't know why you'd then leave and come out to the NFL draft at that point. We're only talking offensive players, right? Or like skill position players because Penn State's offensive tackle returning Fanashi was pretty oh, yeah. surprising. Yeah. I thought he was sure. Here's not to get back on the coaching stuff, but we have to, we have to talk about this. Is the 2013 Washington Redskins coaching staff the best of all time? Gotta be, right? Probably. Is it Sean McVay, Shanahan? Yeah. Mike Mike Shanahan's the head coach. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's office coordinator. Matt LaFleur is quarterback coach. Yeah. Sean McVay is tight ends coach. Mike no, McDaniel is wide receiver I, I coach. No, it's not. I know it's not. What's you, better? Go put up those Green Bay, those Green Bay um teams under uh oh, oh Holgram. I can yes, under Hol- Mike Holgram. Holgram. Yeah. You got Steve. Oh, that's Mary when you had Andy Reid. Andy yeah, Reid, yeah. uh, John Gruden. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's like a who's. I think even Mike Shanahan might have been under one of those staffs. That so the, the yeah, two that's, coaching that's trees are Bill Parcells <clears throat> and Mike and Mike Holmgren. Those are the two big, and then and then all the black coaches I mean, come under Tony. Dunn. Sh- Shanahan's Shanahan's tree of of late has been really good. With his son Kyle, Mike McDaniel was on that. Uh, Sean McVay, I know I'm forgetting somebody. What the you just mentioned um, the Lafleur brothers or, was yeah, was LaFleur. was Salah there with them, or did he not join on until Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco? I think he was. I think he joined in San Francisco. Okay. All right. Here's here's Mike Holmgren's coaching tree: John Gruden, Dick Duron. Steve Mariucci, Andy Reid, Ray Rhodes. Remember him? We don't have any uh, Green Bay fans here. Marty Morningweg, oh, uh, Mike Sherman, and Jim Zorn. People don't remember. I don't. Do non Lions fans remember oh, Marty snap. Morningweg? Chris Marshall on the just road. entered the portal. Chris Literally Marshall did. Thirty seconds. Yeah, ago. yeah. Chris Marshall, okay. wide receiver, Texas A&M, yeah. and enters the portal. Does anybody is remember? Su- is that surprising? That no, he, he was suspended at the end oh, of the year. Oh no! What? Graham Mertz committed somewhere yeah. too. If that's what you were saying. Okay, let about. me guess. Let me guess. Let me to guess. Kentucky. To Kentucky. <laughs> Graham yeah. Mertz gonna get wet. What? Oh, I'm gonna have to go to, to Kroger Field. That's where I got my vaccines. Not my first one. Kroger Field. I just can't believe that. I, maybe I can. Kentucky just watched Will Levis for two years and said. We got to get Graham Mertz. Yeah. Graham Mertz might be better than Will Levis. Yes, we know. You you think he's painting. He looks better. Forgot. Who looks better in shorts? I think uh, Will Levis. It's Probably be Will Levis. Levis. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the only hey, thing they hey, really. Who's even the office coordinator at Kentucky you right now? You all are hating. You all are hating. Graham Mertz has shown flashes. Okay. In he one game flashes. ever. I'm gonna go watch his 2020 uh, this Look. past season's tape. He, when we do the show, when we talk about who's the next uh, Joe Burrow, who's the next blah, 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 blah. Oh, no. I'm going to, and it might be Graham Mertz for me. It might be Graham Mertz. He's going to be 23 next year. So no what? Because of COVID, it's a lot of these guys that have, that are older. He does, has them. one good game in his entire career. That's not true. He had some good games. That is true. It That's was just so it happened to be the first week of the season, so everybody watched it. He he had a good game right after what's his name was fired. Uh, oh yeah, yeah he had that one good game against who that Northwestern. So he said he had two good games. We apologize, Felix. <laughs> yeah, sorry, games. sorry, sorry, sorry. I should have, I should have. I mean, he was only 79th in passing yards this season. That's an improvement. That's his best mark yet. That's not bad. Yeah, that's top hundred. 
He's going to be playing with the best supporting cast that he's ever played with. He had 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions this year. I mean, that's okay. So you're so his best game of the year. Actually, he had two games over 250 yards. Uh huh. This year, one. Uh huh. New Mexico State. Whoa, whoa, where they whoa, whoa. Why are we using these raw stats with Graham Mertz? But when, when I brought everything about uh, Kayshawn Boutte, it was, oh, he's being a provocateur asking this question. I'm I just, hate this question. I just, feel, I just feel like the context here is important because that's a really low barrier to get to. 200 yards is a low yards. barrier for receiving yardage. 250 yards against New Mexico State and Northwestern. He has three games under 100 yards. And I think he only has six games over 200 yards flat. So North, if he plays Northwestern and New Mexico State every week, he's going to smash. A little different in the SEC. Wisconsin was not built to utilize um, his talents. He's a pocket passer. He's going to have a field stretcher. He's going to have two field stretchers. He's going to have a solid running game. It's almost like Wisconsin is the perfect – or excuse me, Kentucky is is Wisconsin well, with receiving weapons. I mean, you you said that he's a pocket passer. That pocket ain't getting any better. Kentucky's offensive line is still <laughs> I mean, he's going to have the weapons, I'll give you that, but that offensive line is still going to be really bad. Do you know Graham Mertz has never thrown for more than 200 200- – 99 more than 300 yards in a single career game and he has started 34 games. That's not I'm actually surprised that he's played thir- or started 34 games. Yeah. He started he has as two- a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he's two games where he's thrown more than three touchdown passes and that just happens to be against Northwestern this year and then that one game against North- against Illinois where he went 20 for 21 probably- 248 yards, five touchdowns. And that's the that's the one game. I'll probably have should watch that. A though. Graham Mertz take later this offseason when I'm able to go watch uh his his this season. What do you think the take's gonna be? Are you are are you being objective with your no. take? Are yes. you are you watching it Absolutely. and you're gonna find I the narrative? Am. Because, I because the, am. the the goalpost that he moves for Graham Mertz. And giving him all these outs, but he refuses to do it for a guy like Quinn Ewers, he, who's had he like took seven that, starts. He took that shit right out of Neyland Stadium and put it through right <laughs> in the river and said, okay. He really did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather have, Graham Mertz or Quinn Ewers? <laughs> oh, I already know Felix's answer. <laughs> it's Graham Mertz. Give, a, give him a clean pocket. Gonna, we want, we're going we want... to put up a poll. Graham Mertz with a clean pocket at Kentucky. Who are you taking, Graham Mertz or Quinn Ewers? Texas needs some wide receivers that account for um, Quint Ewers' inaccuracy. Like, that is not Xavier Worthy's game. They need Isaiah Nayor there. They could use a slot receiver like Dominic, Dominic Lovett or, or JoJo Earl, either one. Steve Sarkeesian needs to. They're supposedly in on Lovett and Dante Thornton. And Dante Thornton? So yeah. let's see. That would be, that would be Nayor Worthy. I don't think Thornton starts for for them. Well, I don't know if they were in on both of them because at that point in time the rumors were worthy was still leaving, but I believe he's coming back now. So if you have, I mean, they they they're not going to run four wide. They're going to run three wide. You're going to have. I would start Love it over Whittington. For I sure. think Whittington's gone. To where? To the draft. <laughs> okay. 
All right. There's a lot of people who seem to like him too. Okay. Uh, All righty then. And then they still got who? Is it Jonte Cook? Yeah. What is is Jonte Cook? What what's his? Where, uh, what does he profile as? He's a flanker. Xavier a Worthy. Receiver. Xavier Worthy. Okay. He's way more dependable, in my opinion. So both, so both Zachariah Branch and Jonte Cook are like speed guys. Yeah, Jonte is kind of almost in like the Addison. He's slightly like bigger, thicker than Addison, though. Like, but that's kind of what he can do. Like, he can get open deep. He can win at the line of scrimmage. I think like Evan Stewart. There, of all the wide receivers in the class, he's my wide receiver too. But I feel the best about if you told me you have to put a hundred dollars on any receiver in that recruiting class, and they have to go like in the first or second round. I would, I would put it on him. Like, no doubt in my mind. You're substantially higher than everyone else on him too. Like I that, think he's good. comparing he, him to Jordan Addison was the highest. Like that's pretty high praise for for him. He's. I don't he's know if I see that. Too. I almost positive we're all. Oh, high on are we not? I don't pay attention. He's so. he's my wide receiver too, behind Branch. Oh, maybe maybe we're all. I'm like, almost positive the wide receiver guy has him up there too. Yeah, I know he. Likes I don't know him. about David or Alfred though. I mean, I guess I could look. I'm sitting here saying this. I have a tool I could go. Al- look, look so Alfred right has now. Jonte in the program, and he offered him to me for uh, Durian Dickey and Raffle. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's high on. He's. I don't think he's high on Cook because I remember when he got him, he was like, "Oh, great!" And I'm like, "Why would you not be excited about getting?" Him? So he's because I tried receiver, to trade for him and he got mad at me. He's wide receiver eight according to twenty four seven. Not the composite twenty four seven. You good? What's the composite have, Matt? Five. Yeah. They have him behind. Okay, so Bill Rogers and could ever, head away. Which I guess not because we don't egregious. rank all. I was gonna say you think we could ever uh, I mean, be a part of the composite, but we don't rank all positions. So no, we don't. Yeah, we don't do defense. So Alfred's got to be high on him. The lowest person that has him graded is David, and it's by less than a point from everybody else. We all have y'all, him very highly. He's all tier one ranked for all of us. Y'all love you some Chante Cook, huh? I've been Is Zachariah right. Branch one for everybody? No, he's four for me, but I think he'll probably bump up. He's close to being three, and I think he could hit that. Is, is he going to USC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason why he can't start at USC after this season. I, I have no idea about CJ Williams, if, but... If they don't go, and I didn't like CJ Williams. The portal, which is my fear. If they Hot go get a bunch time. of guys in the portal. I don't think him or Makai start. Go ahead. Hot take yes, time. I awesome. think one of the freshmen has a chance to lead that team in receiving next year. But will it be Branch? Because he's going to be in the slot most of the time. I'd That'd imagine it'll be, be Lemon. I would imagine it'd be Lemon then. I mean, Lemon's my wide receiver one. I wouldn't fight you on it. Yeah. But. I, I prefer lime. Most people do. And that's a show. That's a show. <laughs> that's a show.